and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where every week we read every chapter of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. We are still recording online, so apologies for the poor audio quality. Do that one more week for sure. After that, hopefully we'll be back in person. We'll see. Hopefully. What do you think of Shonen Jump this week, Kevin? I don't usually ask you that at the start, but I usually give my feelings, so maybe I should start introing with that. Yep. I liked Shonen Jump this week, and I was surprised at some of my rankings. Like, there were definitely a couple chapters where I was like, wow, I I really, really liked that, and just overall enjoyed the read. I enjoyed it as well. I thought it was... I don't want to say average, because that's such a loaded word, but, like, I enjoyed it, but it didn't leave a lot of lasting impressions. Yeah, some of the some of the mid-card was just kind of meh. Yeah, a lot of it, I thought, this week. Yeah, that's fair. And, like, the two new series, it's like, I feel like it's time to get those out of there. <laughs> Which is sad to say, but, yeah. I mean, the wave before it, though, I, I you know, Magi, or, I guess I don't like High School Family, and Magu Chan is pretty eh, but Ayakashi Triangle and Heartboiled Cop and Dolphin are both things I yep. super love. So, before that, we should probably get into the fact that this week we wanted to read something that was not manga, as our collected volume. So we read Omniscient Reader. Yep. The Korean manhwa, which you can, probably if you Google it, you'll be able to find it if you want to read. We read through Chapter 6, is that right? Yes. Okay. Well, we read through, so, we read through episode six, which was oh, yes. the first chapter. That, look, I wanted, I didn't want to dunk on the way it names chapters until we got to uh, that's talking fair. about that. Which we will talk about after yep. Shonen Jump. If you don't listen to this podcast, we are eight series we talk about every week, and then we rank everything. Mm-hmm. So we will get right into it. What did you think of My Hero Academia this week, Kevin? It was number 290, Fan Theory Confirmed. I mean, Dobby's Dance. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I really liked this week with the reveal, but honestly, I think I would have liked it more without all of the talk about the fan theory. Like, specifically for the podcast, it wasn't something I had been thinking about. So, obviously, it would have been much nicer to have been like, <gasps> And see, I heard the fan theory, and also, I am very slowly rereading through My Hero in physical media. And mm-hmm. I just read the uh, story where Endeavor and Hawks defeat the Nomu, and Dobby is very prominently in that. And it super heavily hints at that. Yep. I am reminded somewhat of the fourth Hokage is Naruto's father bit, because that was a super f- common fan theory as well. Mm-hmm. But when that was revealed, it was, like, still touching and cool. Yeah. This, and, and maybe it's, well, no, I was reading Naruto week to week back then. This chapter seems like kind of a waste to me, because really all it is is the reveal that Dobby is end of her son. Yeah. Slash Todoroki's brother. It, it's not bad. And I understand wanting to spend an entire chapter on it, but it didn't do a ton for me, honestly. The thing that I liked about it was the stuff with their mom in the hospital. Yeah, that was pretty good. I will agree with you. It's a good way to start it. But even then, like, starting it that way, and and the chapter title, I was like, oh, this is what this chapter's about, for sure. Mm -hmm. And then that was all there was. Still enjoying this story. 
it's an interesting escalation of it. Yeah, and I'm still like, I like that we're kind of setting up the hey, these are going to be the fights for uh-huh. this like final part of the arc. Like, all right, cool. Shoto and Endeavor are going to go fight Dobby, and it's it's interesting that you say that because I read this as the end of this arc. I think it's going to get a. Not a non-conclusion, but I think it's going to end in the villain's retreat and we're setting up for a arc down the line for these big fights. That's totally possible. The only thing I I feel like that doesn't exactly work is because everyone's so terrified about Tomura already, like the villain's retreat. Well they are talking be- about how like, hey, we can't we can't let him get away, but I feel like that's the way you escalate the stakes is you have him get away. And I then guess. you have one or two small arcs where they don't show up. And that's fair. I guess he's not fully done yet. It can also go either way. I'm just saying my prediction. I don't have any... That's not like, ah, based on the way this is going. That's just how I feel. Well, we also still have at the beginning of the arc, we had the whole... And then all the heroes disappeared from the city. And that hasn't happened yet. That's true. Anything else you want to say on my hero? Oh, I love uh, Bakugo in this. (laughs) Oh, I forgot about that one panel until you just brought it down. But yeah, that was super good. Where he's like, must achieve absolute victory. Put me down. <laughs> you just eat up being like, you're basically a corpse right now. Shut the fuck up. And Baku would be like, I'm not injured. You're injured. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I really like that, too. All right. That'll bring us to Chainsaw Man Chapter 92. Zombie Blood Chainsaw. I liked this chapter. The, the sad sack girl who, like think she's super unlucky but keeps surviving all these incidents is an interesting character right yeah and this is a pretty good emotional moment between her and denji this is more of what i want in chainsaw man but i also feel like it's not to the writer's strengths exactly yeah i had weird mixed feelings about this especially with really liking last week's chapter with power and denji's heart to heart and then Mm -hmm. this weird explanation like i liked it and I didn't like it at the same time. It was very odd. Yeah, I am pretty much emotionally with you. Yeah, I mean, it kind of has a point. It's got some interesting emotional stuff. The relationship potential between these two characters is interesting to see where they will go. Mm-hmm. The ending left me kind of cold. Yeah. I guess just be like, ah, oh, he's not like a hero in a manga. He's the sort who never gives up and always gets back up when he's brought down. I'm like, okay, so like the hero in a manga then? Yeah. I was like, what What mangas are you reading? <laughs> Exclusively uh, Satan horror. <laughs> oh, and I can't think of that super famous horror manga author now. But just his stuff. Just that one about the hulls in the side of the mountain. Hmm. Anything else you want to say on Chainsaw Man? That was pretty brief, but it it was interesting, yeah. and I am glad we're talking about Chainsaw Man every week. This was one of the better chapters, I feel, but like I said, not really to the series' strengths, but I am excited to see the writer explore this stuff, because if he gets better at it, Chainsaw Man or his next work can be a much better series. Yeah. That brings us to Mashal, Magic, and Muscles, Chapter 38, Mash Burn Dead in the Magic Mirror. What did you think of this chapter, Kevin? I loved yeah. this chapter. I'm smiling just thinking about it. Yep, just the roller coaster ride of this chapter was so much fun. Yeah. Like, especially with the, the dude being like, you know, Mashal punched him in the face, but it, like, didn't phase him that much. 
because he had on like Gara's rock armor. Yeah. And he's like, well, good job, but I have this mirror that reflects magic, and everyone's like, oh no, we're screwed. It's such a powerful artifact. <laughs> and Mashal just kicks through it, destroying it, and the guy's like, ow, that hurt. Wait a minute. And like, I love that everyone has the realization, wait a minute, is he is he not using magic? I love Mashal being like, no, I, I'm totally using magic. And he's like, ah, oh, well, you all found out. It would happen eventually. <laughs> yeah with this student yeah i just love that uh somebody in the line was like i there's no way a person could physically do those things that he's been doing without magic but it, well, it makes sense now yeah <laughs> yeah mashal also super glad we're talking about it every week because it's really hit a nice high yeah. i love the like shitty student at the end like they're all the good guys are like oh we won't tell anyone your secret and even the villain they defeated is like i will repay you for your kindness by not telling you your secret. And then there's that just shitty kid from like one of the super early stories. He's like, I'm telling everyone. And he runs off Looney student style. Yep. <laughs> and Master just been like, eh, bound to happen eventually. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? Like I said, it's much better. Curious to see where it'll go next. Since this seems to be the actual end of this little arc. Yep. Yeah. So we'll see what goes on with the, either they stop the dude from telling, or Mashal works out something with the principal or something. I mean, because the principal knows that he doesn't have magic, right? I think so. Pr- principal Mark Wahlberg? Yes. I could see some weird, like, honestly, a, a decent explanation would be he uses magic to enhance himself. I mean, yeah, I, although... And so, like... that That's the sort of explanation you would get in a more serious manga, I think. And if they want to go in a more serious direction, they could do that, but I don't necessarily think they should. I think they have a real nice balance right now. Yeah, so I was just thinking, I was like, oh, I could see that, and then it's like, why didn't the mirror reflect it? Well, it did, but it just reflected the buff back at him, making it more powerful. Uh, you know, equal and opposite reaction, so. <laughs> something, something. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on Mashal? No. That will bring us to We Never Learn, question 181, X equals the Queen of Thin Ice, part 4. This was a, like, very typical We Never Learn, but then it swings back in the end and becomes really heartfelt, which I guess is also typical of We Never Learn, but it's taking advantage of the fact that it's in a, you know, ending arc. Yep. We also find out that Yu-Gi-Oh! is a history teacher like she is, so that game they played the other day was not entirely accurate. Yes. But yeah, it, it was really good. It had cute cover. It got color. Yes, that's art. true. Because according to fan polls, Curiosity was best girl. Yep. They were on a school trip. Shenanigans ensued. <laughs> Curiosity, I for, I immediately remembered when alcohol got out that Curiosity was a lightweight. I forgot she was such a lightweight that even being near alcohol affected her. Uh, she gets super drunk and then just bursts into Yu-Gi-Oh's room and then all the other male teachers show up yeah I was like it was the male teacher's room yeah because they had like shared rooms for the uh, the teachers and the kids yeah so it was like alright all the male teachers in here and she's just like passed out on the floor of the male teacher's room (laughs) thankfully Yu-Gi-Oh's the first one in yeah like come on Yu-Gi-Oh let's talk about our crushes and have a pillow fight (laughs) Yeah, I do love that Yu-Gi-Oh's trying to be the straight man of like, literally, we were just yelling at the students to not do this shit. 
And all the teachers are like, yeah, that's why it's so fun. <laughs> um, I love when they finally, you know, get through it. They Basically, the, the other girl teachers come in and are like, um, Kira's who's missing. We have to go find her. And so they all leave and they're able to smuggle her yeah. out. I feel that he's like, yeah, this could happen to anyone, I think. Which I like to think that it's Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, no, this is just a normal relationship between a guy and a girl, right? I, I had three yep. female friends in high school, and this shit was happening all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be really funny, just like him to literally come out and say that at one point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, this kind of thing never happens. What do you mean? This was just my Tuesday when I was in high school. <laughs> yeah, and then it ends with her being like, no, I, I, I like you like you. Him being like, I like you like you. Sorry, not her. Yes. Because uh, somebody asks him who he likes, and he's like, well, I, I like Karasu Sensei. He's like, yeah, I just, you know, I really admire her as a teacher. And and she's like, know, they're kind of like, no, that's not what we meant. And then he tells her, no, that that is what I meant. I do like you. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you want to say on it? No. That brings us to Ayakashi Triangle, Chapter 20, Shirogane's Thoughts. What do you think of this chapter, Kevin? I really liked Ayakashi Triangle, too. I really liked... The turn at the end is good. Yeah. And I like the kind of thing of like, I'm the king of the Akashi, and he transforms and then loses. Yeah. Basically, like, I actually really liked that turnaround of normally in these situations, it would be, oh, I've activated my final form, you're screwed. And he activated his final form, and the other guy was like, I'm still the perfect counter to you. Yeah. It is normally a big reveal theme for a new character like this. And, and, you know, he's not a new character, but kind of newly joining the party, as he has slowly yeah. been. I love that his sort of explanation of, like, humans aren't bad, they're just disappointing. <laughs> like, I keep watching that show, but I'm like, oh, it's gonna get good, and then it doesn't. And I'm like, oh, I wasted so much time here. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. And it's also pretty typical for, like, he just bought time for Matsuri to get back up for the final fight oh like i said the only thing i don't like about this chapter is it has real this is about to be canceled energy which it's good when you have that and you're not going to be canceled so it's just i'm you know real gun shy because i know cancellations are coming up and the stuff i really want to be canceled is probably not on the chopping block yet just because it yeah get more time to try to establish itself yeah so fingers crossed this isn't the hey you're on the chopping block yeah because the next chapter could easily be the last one, right? Yes. But it could also just easily be the end of the arc, and you go in a new direction, you reset the status quo slightly somehow, or you don't, and you set up a new one. Yep. Matsuri has to explain to all his new girlfriends that he has always been a guy, in fact. Yep. Or or they somehow, you know, get the thing to come back again. Y- yeah, like I said, revert the status quo. <laughs> now he's yep. just Ranma for Ranma at one half. Whenever he's splashed by water, he changes. <laughs> that brings us to Dr. Stone's E equals 173, Earth Race. There's radar and kites in this chapter. Yeah. I, I didn't dislike it, but it it's okay. very typical Dr. Stone. I did like the ending. I like the, the yes. realization moment. It's fair play in that they, at the same time they make a realization, you can too. Yep. I, it also answers my question from last week about how they're finding them, because I had forgotten about that radar that was on their old ship. Yep. So had I, honestly, but um, I also like that they're like, yeah, we have an old radar tech, like, because they, you know, Zeno had a bunch of military buddies. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I had an old radar guy. 
And it's like, yeah, that, that would make sense that a military radar guy, even with this primitive technology, would be extremely good at figuring stuff out. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on it? I really have nothing, honestly. It was Dr. Stone. It was no. fine. It wasn't bad. Goes yep. right in the that, mid-card. That's it. All right. Last but not least, we have Hard-Boiled Cop and Dolphin, Depth 18, The Man Named Comaro. I liked this chapter, but I felt like the beginning was a week. The beginning of me gave me real whiplash. I got what they were going for, but yeah, it is kind of a hard cut to this. A little bit, yeah. With the basically federal cops stepping in to take the case away from them. And they are blaming the girl who was the victim's friend. And she's like, no, she like yep. her leg came off and she went away with this lifeguard guy. And they're like, no one knows who this lifeguard guy is. He doesn't exist. Yeah, they're like, he doesn't exist. But then uh, the other, when, when uh, Shark basically suplexes him and tells the other one, like, hey, you're not crazy. And the his partner, the federal agent's partner, is like, hey, Orpheus, although he calls him by another name. And he's like, yep. And they're like, yeah, no one saw this Comoro guy. And Shark's like, actually, I did. This is what he was like. And like, oh, that sounds like Orpheus's old partner, which is interesting as a... yeah bit of intrigue so i enjoyed i enjoy what it's setting up the chapter itself was kind of not super special though the the only nice thing yeah. about it was this doesn't feel like this makes it feel like hardboiled cop and dolphin is not on the chopping block because they're setting up for long-term stuff yep yeah this felt this felt like a good like he's a good setup to a mystery yeah and like a new direction it kind of establishes the friend character as someone who's going to stick around for a little bit yep Anything else you want to say about the chapter? Nope. All right. That brings us into Jump Card. Jump Card is the segment where we rank everything we read this week from best to worst, not just the stuff we talked about. Uh, worst to best is actually how we rank it. <laughs> we had 19 chapters this week, so what did you have down at number 19, Kevin? I have High School Family down at 19. Same. It's just nothing, right? Nope. You're No, totally right. Sorry. No, you're I correct. Nope and realize. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I got gotcha. you. I don't have anything to say on it, really. I thought it was going to go above my 18, which I found to be like kind of offensive. But like something that's kind of offensive and trying to be funny, I think, is better than something that's nothing. Yeah. So what do you have at 18? Me and Robocode at 18. Okay. Yeah. Anything you want to say on it? I have some stuff on me and Robocode, but I have it just a little bit higher. I'm trying to even remember what happened oh, in this one. It's the volleyball chapter. Oh, this is the vol. This is the volleyball chapter. The like them driving home the parody thing is just kind of really grating on me at this point yeah to be fair this felt like a less a parody of me and more like it was properly set up i agree with you though me and roboco has one trick and it's not great mm -hmm. i have a gravity boys at 18 just because like i said i found it kind of aggressively unfunny with it's like oh they're thinking like girls now too so they want to have makeup and stuff like that's eh, yeah. really eh, and kind of lame in my opinion yep really detracted from it and i didn't think it was particularly funny either 
Well, not more, much more to say on that. What do you have at 17? Uh, Gravity Boys. Gotcha. I have our Blood Oath at 17. Okay. I, man, this, like, backstory setting up stuff, just, like, it felt real one-on-one, and our Blood Oath just really feels like it's fumbling in water to me, like, trying to make me care about something. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was effective with its first attempt, and then it just keeps trying and failing instead of latching on to something and exploring it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, like, get this out of here, is how I feel about it, quite honestly. Free up some space yeah. for something else. Throw in another bad gag manga at this point. <laughs> it's my number 16. And I I totally agree with you. Especially with, it's like, alright, so he's a vampire. I've read other vampire stories that, like, do a better job of making me like the vampire. Yeah, this sure ain't no Let the Right One In. Oh, man. Honestly, I like both versions of Let the Right One In. The original is much better, but the the remake isn't bad. No, yeah, I I totally agree. The the original is much better, but I actually did like the remake and was kind of surprised. I have me and Robico at 16. Just like, okay. I agree with you on the parody stuff, but the joke of, like, she can't understand volleyball until she reads Haikyuu, that is kind of funny to me, and that's character-driven humor. I guess. What do you have at 15? I have more King at 15. I didn't, like, it, it seemed totally fine, but I didn't find myself laughing at anything. Like, it was just kind of like, alright, yeah, and we're going to set up a tournament, and of course it's uh, extremely one-sided against you. You have to fight literally every other fighter to make it to the top of the bracket. Yeah. <laughs> I've here, Here's the thing. I have Mori King ranked real high, because I remember finding it really, really funny, but I can't remember any jokes now from it. O- other than the tournament bracket, which you just brought up, which is a gauntlet yeah. bracket. Yeah, it's just weird that... Like, it, it was fine, but for whatever reason, I just didn't find myself laughing at basically anything. So... I have Black Clover at 15. Okay. Like I said, it's just, you know, training arc stuff. He's in a training arc. He's doing a training. It's kind of the typically the most boring part of a shonen manga, right? It's why One Piece just skips that shit. Um, it's important to the <laughs> flow of the thing, and I get it, but I didn't think anything especially exciting he- happened here. Especially since, like we talked about with Black Clover, they just did training, which they did skip over. Yeah, I... I kind of still like this one, so I'll talk about it later. Okay. What do you have at 14? I have Phantoms here at 14. Okay. I I don't know. This just seems kind of weird. Yeah, I have it a, like, I have it very slightly higher. I have some thoughts on Phantoms here, but like, okay. I'm also ready to get rid of Phantoms here. Not as like empathically as our Blood Oath, which I think needs to be gone now. Like, cut it right now. <laughs> just like... Mm-hmm. Uh, the last chapter of our blood oath was the last. Now enjoy this new stuff. I'm not quite that down on Phantom Seer, but I think it's got issues. I have Mogu Chan at 14. Okay. I enjoyed Mogu Chan. Like the jokes in it are pretty funny. It just like there were character, not even inconsistency problems, but like just a lot of weird stuff in it. Like stuff felt slightly off in it, which is why it went lower for me. But it was funnier than anything i ranked below it for sure yeah i had it at 13 and i honestly thought this was the chapter about the side characters side characters yes but like that's kind of fun right 
because it's all about yeah, the hermit no, crabs I, of Nathaku, and then, like, Magi-chan is walking the dog that's not actually his, and then there's the pigeon. Yeah, no, I, I honestly thought, I was like, at first I was like, this is gonna be dumb. And I went through and was like, that was, that was actually pretty fun. And so, it actually ranked fairly well. Like, it wasn't amazing. I haven't ever found a chapter of Magu-chan to be amazing. But I've definitely liked, like, this was one of the ones where I was like, I actually, I rather enjoyed reading that. So it went rather high compared to some of the other things. I have Phantom Seer at 13. The reason that beat out Magi-chan, honestly, was because I th- thought the hide-and-seek sequences were actually drawn really, really well. Okay. And a lot of the art stuff in it I thought was really good. Kind of feel bad for this artist since this is going to be his strike two and jump if it doesn't, if it does get canceled. But, like, the story mm-hmm. is just starting to meander and it's not very well done. Like, I don't really care about this villain at all. And the, yeah. like, the conflict of this chapter specifically is pretty weak. Like, we could have just skipped this little part. One of the things that really kind of bothers me is the guy that's with the kid, like, basically disappears. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, he's he, he's he not reacting. He doesn't he's literally doing disappear. Anything. You mean that he's... he's no. Like, he, he might as well not be there, is, I think, a better way to yeah. put it. But yeah, I yes, totally agree that, with that's you. That's true. Because it was like it wasn't like both of them were like, "Hey, we noticed this discrepancy in how you were acting." It it was like all the kid, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do this thing now." What about your partner? Yeah, I wonder if one of this artist's weaknesses. This is pure speculation because this could have been entirely on the writer too. But just thinking back to Tokyo Shinobi Squad, he loved to throw in new characters. I wonder if he just does lots of character designs, kind of like Taite Kubo, as like we gotta throw this guy in but then doesn't have anything for them to do. Whereas Kubo almost has the opposite approach of they take over the manga and all the uh, characters we actually care about don't get to do anything. <laughs> yeah, I I could see that. Like I said, I don't want to throw it on him. It's just speculation at this point. Yeah, but I could see that being a, like, I kind of have a very similar problem when doing role-playing games where it's not that I come up with new characters, but I come up with new, like, I, I want to play this, and I want to play this, and I want to play this. Yep. And like, uh, okay, sit down. Play the dude you're playing right now. <laughs> what do you have at number 12? I have Chainsaw Man at 12. Okay, huh. I think it was just because of how, like... It's definitely weird. ...weird the chapter was. So it's it's down here just because I was like... I, I didn't know how I was supposed to feel coming out of this. Uh-huh. I have Hell's Paradise at 12. Okay. I don't really, like, it went by very quickly in a way that I found, like, it just kind of passed over me and it felt like not a lot happened, even though, you know, it was all fight scene and, like, there was development in the plot. Mm-hmm. It just didn't leave any sort of impression. I got you. What do you have at 11? I have Dr. Stone at 11. Basically, dead center of the mid card of just, it was Dr. Stone, Dr. Stone stuff happened. It's very true. It was fine. <laughs> I have Jujutsu Kaisen at 11. I think, like you keep saying, okay. if I cared more about this villain, I would be like, oh, that was pretty cool. I certainly enjoyed yep. it. Fight scenes, as always with Itadori, look great. And I am enjoying this fight mm-hmm. fairly well, but there wasn't anything super interesting in it, I didn't think. Yeah. What do you have at 10? I have Undead and Luck at number 10. Same. I liked the manga artists cutting off their arm, grafting Undead's arm, and then using their abilities, and basically being like, um, you guys need to use your imagination more. Mm-hmm. Like, you've been telling yourself this is how the world works, 
And so that's how it works, but you need to think outside the box. Yeah, I, I like her powers, I like her personality, but she's a bit too meta for me, which is why this didn't go higher. Yeah. I don't know that I have much more to say on it. Nope. Curious to see where it goes. Yeah. What do you have at number nine? I have Hell's Paradise at nine. Um, I have Dr. Stone at nine. Oh, no, we that's not a flip. Never mind. Go on. I was like, that wasn't where we flipped. No, it isn't. I, I thought it was for a it second. It was close, though. But yeah, it was only close. I liked the kind of like everyone struggling. Like, I, I know a bit more about all the characters. Yeah. Like I said, I, I feel like I should have liked it more, and that's kind of why it went so low. It's still pretty good, but I do agree that it's like it's just a, a bit of fight scene, and it's Rien just kind of being like, yeah, I can just murder all of you. And so that's, it's that part in the fight where the bad guy just, like, trounces the heroes yeah, yeah. that, like, is fine, but it's like, this isn't my favorite part of the fight. <laughs> Nor was it, like, a super well-done version of that. No. It was fine. Yeah. I have Dr. Stone at nine. I like the aha moment with the kites and you realizing, oh, they can use those as a sail. Like I said, it addressed my complaints about the previous chapter, but it wasn't super exciting. What do you have at number eight? I have Black Clover at number eight. Is this a flip? Because I have Mori King at number eight. That might be. I had Mori King at 15. Yep, that is a flip. <laughs> that is a flip. Weird. Yeah. Anyway, go on on Black Clover. I just kind of liked the, even though, yes, it is the training thing. I just kind of liked the, you know, all right, the two of you need to learn to work together. And the guy explaining, like, more about how his devil powers work. And I just like the resolve at the end with Asta um, taking Yami's sword. And it's like, all right, we're coming up with a special move. Here we go. <laughs> I have Mori King at eight. Like we've talked about humor, it varies from person to person. And I don't even remember many of the jokes in Mori King, but I remember laughing at it really hard. So mm -hmm. that's where it goes. What do you have at Lucky 7? I have Jujutsu Kaisen at seven. I, I'm liking the fight. I like the conflict between these three, so it was a good read. And I've been liking watching it as well, like, making me bring back, you know, oh yeah, that is what happened, and how stuff is going is cool. I need to watch this week's episode. I haven't yet. I'm like, I'm way behind on that. I'm like, no, I'm one episode behind. I should catch up, though. I was enjoying it. I got Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin at seven. Okay. Like I said when we talked about it, all setup stuff, fairly interesting, but no strong payoff or anything. What do you have at six? I have Hardblown Cop and Dolphin at six. Basically, yeah, the, it could be interesting, so we'll see where it goes. I have Mission Yozakura family at six. Okay. I enjoyed, like, him cutting his, like, bleeding out the super, you know, the family gene stuff. Nah, that's a terrible mm -hmm. description of what happened. Him bloodletting, basically, because he's doping, is basically the way the superpowers work. Yep. I enjoyed that aspect. I thought the fight scene looked pretty good. But no emotional impact, so lower than the top five. I gotcha. I had my hero at number five. I do agree with you. It's just kind of like the, all right, cool, here's the cool reveal. And and, and the internet was like, thanks for telling us that. We figured that out. Yep, like, cool, confirmed, but all right. I have Chainsaw Man at five. Like you said, it was weird, but it did have emotional impact on me. In particular, Denji being like, oh, I never get to make any choices in my life, and it's awful. And the girl being like, isn't that just what, like, life is, though? Yep. Like, you know, you didn't have parents, but I had parents that treated me exactly like you are upset at being treated, so. 
The grass is always greener on the other side. I did like the, you know, I just wanted to be normal, but I keep having to do this. And her basically being like, that is normal. Yeah. What do you have at number four? I have Akashi Triangle at number four. Really liked this chapter. Really liked Matsuri coming back. I hope it isn't being canceled. Yeah. But it still seems like I'm still at least enjoying it. Uh-huh. I have my Hero Academia at four. Nothing more to say on it. Okay. What do you have at number three? I have We Never Learned at number three. Super cute. Really liked the heartwarming turn at the end with the typical We Never Learned shenanigans. So, and the the cool color cover. Yeah. I have Mashal at three. Okay. Like we said, I really, really enjoyed it. But, I again, it had emotional impact in that it was funny. Which put it above the My Hero Academia stuff with Endeavor's wife slash Todoroki's mom, but not below my top two, which like had more genuine emotional stuff, I felt. Gotcha. What do you have at number two? I have Mission as a Courier at number two. I actually really liked the the kind of feeling of the girl basically being like, all right, like the moment she has was like, all right, where do you want me to throw you? Kind of, she's trying to like, all right, cool. I passed on the message, you can go away now and I'll go die in peace. And Tayo being like, no, that's not how this is ending. Yeah, I like that too. It just, I didn't feel like the ending was enough for that. Like, I need I needed that more explicit, I think, for it to go higher. I gotcha. To me, I just, I I really like that energy. Uh-huh. Um, I like this arc overall for that, but, yep. like I said, it, it, it was came up a little short. I have, we never learn it too. Okay. Um, mostly for that final scene, but mm-hmm. like other than that, it's you know everything I want out of a typical we never learn chapter plus a little more. Yep. So what do you have at number one? So I have Mashal at number one. I just I absolutely loved going through Mashal with the ups and downs, the jokes, the kick to the face, the guy tattling at the end. Just I I really enjoyed reading that chapter. I got Ayakashi Triangle at one, and similarly, I really enjoyed that. The whole fight was super good. Yep. Like I said, I loved Chirogane's like, like reaction to humans or his thoughts on humans. That's a super interesting way to put it. Yep. That he's just super jaded by then. And then the ending was really strong as well. I am super excited for the next chapter. Like I said, the only problem with the chapter is I'm afraid the next one might be the last. Yeah. All right. That does it for a jump card. Like I said, we read Omniscient Reader, and we will be back to talk about that after the break. Alright, so we read Omniscient Reader this week, which is a Korean manhwa. This was your pick, Kevin, so had you read this before? Yes, that's one of the reasons why I picked it, because I had been reading one other Korean manhwa before Tower of God got on Crunchyroll, which, because that was also a Webtoons thing, got me into reading them more, because I was just like, ooh, I'm kind of interested in this in general. And so it got me to start reading more of the webtoons. 
All right. So let me ask you an incredibly loaded and perhaps rude question then. Do you like this? Yeah, I do. Okay. Because I... Terrible is not the right word for it, but I really didn't like it. It started to get interesting at the very end of where we were reading, but even then, I feel like this is all stuff I've kind of seen before, and nothing, none of it is particularly well done, which is the bigger problem, because, you know, there's no new ideas under the sun. Mm-hmm. But in particular, I find the main character very hard to relate to. And the characters around him, at least in this first chapter, I'm not given nearly enough to invest in. It's also, I don't like some of the meta aspects of it. Some of those might get more interesting later, but they also read to me as kind of generic. And to be fair to it, I think if, you know, this was a collected volume of manga like we usually read, it would have been a little longer. But I really think it fails to invest you in the premise quickly. Like, it takes... It's a really slow start. All right. Also, and this is might be a thing about manhwas, and like, this is the only manhwa I've read, so I don't want to make general sweeping statements about them, because it could just be that this one does it poorly, or I need you know more literacy in reading them. But I feel like the way this does action is kind of poor, because for those of you who have never read a manhwa before, they're basically, I don't want to say they're like, designed to be Tumblr comics, but they are designed such that you're constantly scrolling down on them, and they're Mm -hmm. basically designed to never end. Obviously, they do eventually, because you catch up. And if you read on Webtoons, they are divided into the way they were released. But that means that it's difficult to do action, because you don't have anything that's equivalent to a splash page, right? Yeah. So when, when they do, they will often do things where you, you know, they tilt perspective, so it drawn sideways and again i don't want to make sweeping statements about manhwas because a better artist might be able to do it really well or someone who knows the format better might be able to do better with it but i found it to be real bad at that sort of thing just like the way action flows is okay non-ideal and this is a totally different and small problem but i also found it awkward to scroll down characters bodies to get to new content okay and that might be a totally a me thing. It might be a this particular manhwa thing, or it might have just even been the mood I was in. Like I said, I don't really want to make sweeping statements about manhwas, because it's not the only vertical comic style we've read. But other ones are things like Azumanga Daya, which are you know a Japanese four-panel comic, which you read downwards. But those are mm-hmm. humor, so there's generally very little action. Or if there is action, like the action is kind of a joke. Like, it's usually, you know, in panel A, a character is on one side, and in panel B, they're, you know, somewhere they couldn't possibly be, Mm -hmm. because it's a comedic exaggeration. Whereas this was trying to do more genuine action, and I I also feel like it's an entirely different style. And like I said, I shouldn't make sweeping statements about manhwas, but the, the air quotes magic of reading a comic book is in the page turn, because that's where you get new information. I find scrolling, and I think you could do some really interesting things with it, but this doesn't, is a much worse way to reveal new information. Because you're always going to get it, you know, slowly, an inch or so at a time. Mm-hmm. But you like this, so I didn't mean, you know, I, I feel like I always do this when I make opening statements about things I don't like. I didn't mean to just go in on it completely. So what do you like about Omniscient Reader, Kevin? 
So one of the things I like about it is actually the quality of the drawings. Like most of these are posted weekly, mm-hmm. which you know these are in full color. And yes, the this Monwell uses a lot of white space as kind of the page breaks, I guess. Because in black space, I noticed a lot yeah. of that. I think it's one reason I didn't like it. I find it to be. No, no, this is also a point I wanted to make. Sorry, I'll, I promise I'll let you go. I think it is a good technique because I was talking about the problem of scrolling that there will just, you know, sometimes be black space with text in it, which serves as a buffer. And it's also a decent place to put character thoughts. But I found it to be really overwritten and a lot of information was repeated as though you might just be joining this episode. But that seems very unlikely on a web format where you can literally start from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway, you were saying. So... The big thing with these webtoons is they are designed to be read on the phone, which is, yeah, that's super obvious to me. Reading it, yeah, that's just that's how they are. Like this is a Korean thing, so you know you don't have uh, stacks or I don't know how spaces over there, but uh, this is just how they do the their version of comics, which is why I wanted to get your thoughts on it. So, Omniscient Reader is actually was initially a web novel. Uh, written by Sing Shang. And then this is the official adaptation. Uh-huh. Which I wasn't aware of when I started. So how much information on it do you know? Is it is the comic written by the original writer? Or is it an adaptation written by someone else? Or is it written and drawn by someone who is not the original writer? So it seems to be written... So if you look at the information of the comic, it's the original work is by Sing Shang. It's adapted by UMI with art by Sleepy C. Okay, so I assume adapted by means he's writing the comic script. Yep. Which I wonder how a manhwa script even works. That's just a professional curiosity. Yep. Like I said, I don't want to make sweeping judgments about manhwas, but like those are the limitations I found. I think this could be really good humor-style comics, and I think you could do something else with them as well. But I just I don't think they do action well, just by the way they are but just by their nature. And certainly I have a sample size of one. So some other series could disprove that to me potentially, Mm -hmm. but it didn't make me think, Oh, I should read more of these. But like I said, my biggest problem with it, this one specifically, I went on Mon was a lot is really how overwritten I feel like it is. I feel like the main character is very repetitive and I find him kind of unlikable. So that makes it worse. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we actually got to what you like about this specifically though, when you were, talking about it so so yeah i started off with the i like the the art is very crisp in this i like how uh, yeah like, how literally like the the character designs and how everyone looks super crisp it's really impressive seeing the artist pull this out like i said for a weekly thing yeah and this is something we don't normally talk about because manga is famously black and light I actually don't really like the character designs. I think the faces look honestly really ugly, but the co- the color in the comic is genuinely fantastic. I will agree with you on that. Yeah. The colorist, which I assume is the same as the artist because there's not a credited colorist. Yep. It's very good at this. Yeah, and I do like some of the monsters like the I like the transition that the Dokebe can do from being silly and fun to being completely monstrous. Yeah, and that is a good character design. The human characters are the ones I was talking about when I said I think they're ugly. Yeah, yeah, I got you that. that. 
if I, I, you know, I keep throwing in no, this, I didn't like this and I didn't like this. So let me try to, I guess it probably better if I just finish my thoughts and then let you go. I don't like the premise. It's got a lot of the like core problems. I think of Isekai having, even though it is not an Isekai, it's almost kind of the reverse of an Isekai in some ways. It's a weird, well, it's instead of going to another world, the other world came to him. Yeah. But it's got a lot of those same thematic problems I have, whereas, like, my fundamental problem with modern isekai is if you look at, I don't want to say traditional isekai, but isekai before we had the term, like Alice in Wonderland and Digimon, mm-hmm. those are about people going to another world to learn stuff about themselves that they then kind of apply to the original world. It's about, like, growing up, Yep. which is often why they are, you know, children in those stories. Whereas modern isekai tends to feature teenagers and early college students, and it's kind of a fantasy of, oh, if only the skills I have were important to the world, and I was, like, if this was like a video game, my life would be great. And it just reminds me of Yahtzee Korsha, who, if, you know, our our one listener is so young they don't know who that is, he is a sarcastic game journalist who started out back when that was not novel, but if you were as good as he was, you could make a living at it. Uh, When talking about Left 4 Dead, he made the speculation that the special zombies were there to enable the fantasy of people who thought they could survive the zombie apocalypse, but, like, couldn't actually, and this is a way for you to still be, like, special in a zombie horde, which is not something I ever actually thought was a feature of those special zombies in Left 4 Dead, but I think Isekai, in a lot of ways, is the same as people being like, oh, in the zombie apocalypse, you're all just going to be zombies, but I'll survive. Like, Mm -hmm. it has very similar vibes to me, and this one has them more, because it's kind of a mix of Isekai, like we said, even though it's done in another way, and stuff like Gantz, or... I know we've read a lot of stuff like this. I can't think of any other examples, though, where, you know, there are very specific games presented to the characters and sort of Saw style. They can either live or die based on the outcome. Yeah. And I've never seen those mixed before, but mixing them together, I feel like you get all the elements of each I don't like. Mm hmm. And it probably is the I like Isekai and you don't, which is one of the major things that. I probably like about these and like omniscient reader might not be one that you like, but webtoons has a ton of different stuff on there. Yeah. Which, which is why I tried to make it clear. I don't want to dismiss yeah. manhwa as a as a, as an art form, as a sub form of comics, just because I didn't like this. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I got invested with, I had initially been reading one that honestly you probably also wouldn't like, uh, called the gamer, where a dude finds out that he basically has the powers of a RPG character mm-hmm. in a world where people gain superpowers. So, like his power was limitless potential because he starts off as a level one scrub, but has the ability to gain experience, which like uh-huh. no one else does. Gotcha. He can level up. He can level up, and no one it like it's it that was the concept as told to me, uh, and I was like, this is pretty interesting. And so I had been reading that for a long time. And then... I like that elevator pitch more than the one for Omniscient Reader. <laughs> fair. And then with Tower of God and God of High School coming out on Crunchyroll, I'm like, maybe I should give these webtoons a try. And I started reading more. And it's free, so it's not like, you know, the only thing I'm using is my time. Uh-huh. 
which I value very highly because yes. there's lots of free stuff. But I, I think that is a fair point. If you like stuff like manga and you want more, and if 199 is too much for Shonen Jump, or if you've already paid that and read the stuff there, I do think this is a place you could go for more content that's similar than that. The color is certainly going to be attractive to a certain subset of readers. And I honestly think younger people who are more used to the phone stuff might like this format more. Because honestly, I don't like infinite scrolling stuff like Tumblr either. Mm -hmm. Although, like I said, I think this would work really well for a humor comic. Although then the infinite nature is kind of, you know, not being utilized because humor comics by their nature usually have lots of breaks because you need to yeah. hard break and then set up again. So maybe yeah. I'm even wrong about that. And I don't know. I I actually like the, the infinite scrolling thing. It's an interesting way of telling stories and doing it. And I guess it does depend on the size of your screen as well. Yeah, I mean, I think it's certainly an interesting attempt. Like, digital comics are a super weird thing in that most comic industries really, really resisted them. You know, the first ones we got were things like Penny Arcade and PvP that were styled like newspaper comic strips. Yep. And newspaper strips, I think, go, like, transfer to digital just fine. But both the American comic industry and the manga industry super, super hard resisted going to digital. Which made when they finally had to make that transition, it was kind of awkward. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think creating new forms of comics to take advantage of the space is the way to go. Yeah. So I, I would be curious to maybe read some more of these, but my first impressions with this one were, you know, kind of weak. But also, I think a lot of that was the specific content of this, like I got into. And this is kind of a translation problem, but when, like, he gets his ability to basically read other people and like see what their stats and abilities are and the the villain is quote a generic edgelord is what his information tells him mm -hmm. and you know maybe there's a better word for that in korean it could just be a translation problem but like i i kind of you know sided that and i'm like well that's an okay joke and then they kept going with it i'm like oh it's not a joke it's what they actually want him labeled as this is like this character's class yep and i was uh, uh, just did nothing for me, honestly. And that's fair. Yeah, I, I think that's all I have to say about it. So please take your time if you want to excel its virtues. I feel like I keep cutting you off. So unfortunately, although honestly, this so the one of the ones that I really one of the webtoons that I really like. Well, it's not actually a webtoon is the issue is solo leveling, which I think nails art. Now, it still has the infinite scrolling problem, but. I personally like... I, I don't want to say that's a problem. I, it's just something I don't like. Go on. And I, I guess I don't want to say it's a problem either, because I actually enjoy it. And I kind of like the, the art scenes in Omniscient Reader as well, including some of the action. Like, I for me, it just it tends to flow well. Um, but solo leveling is only available on a different platform that, like, charges you for chapters... Mm -hmm. And is apparently not great in giving back to the creators. Ooh, yeah, that sucks. I mean, that's just the truth of the comic book industry anywhere you end up, though. Yeah, Un but unfortunately. I, it just seemed like Webtoons was better about it. Mm -hmm. As well as the fact that, you know, being uh, cheapskate is the wrong word, but being the frugal person is like, well, I can just read these ones that are free. And just, you know, I'll be behind. That's fine. 
And I guess if I really like it, I can buy, you know, spend coins on the thing. But mm-hmm. that one's got a slightly different premise, but the art style reminds me a lot of Omniscient Reader, which is actually initially why I picked it up. Because got into uh, it. I'm even looking at some of my some of the ones that I'm reading, and like the gamer has a much more cartoony vibe to his even to his coloring. Like it's a lot more flat tones. I imagine he's going for kind of a Dragon Quest look, having not actually read the comic. That's what I would. It's imagine. not quite at that. It's not quite at that level, but it's it's definitely like Omniscient Reader is just much darker, a lot more shading, a lot more realism. The gamer is a little bit more cartoony. Then you have stuff like Tower of God, which uh, the art changes dramatically between the beginning and the end, or it's not done, but you know where it is now. And I'm looking uh-huh. at some of my other things and just being like, huh, this is just kind of interesting. So I think there there's something cool. Again, I like Isekai, so that's probably why I like Omniscient Reader, is it's got that lit RPG feeling of the guys playing a survival game where he just keeps getting put into survival scenarios. Mm-hmm. But he is the person who kind of knows what's going on. Yeah. And then, since you're not going to probably read any more of this, uh, there's actually another person who is the main protagonist of the story that he read that also has Uh a similar thing where he is, they call it a regressor. So this will be the third time he's gone through a run. Okay. So he's like, he's got New Game Plus. Yes. So, and that's exactly the the problem is he he starts off with a bunch of kick-ass powers, but the doja which means reader in korean notices that it's like yeah he got all these kick-ass powers but it kind of gave up on his humanity Uh in order to do so and so this is his third time going through these scenarios so like he has an idea of like yeah this is generally how stuff will go but obviously if i change my actions the run will change yeah but i still have general ideas versus doja is like i've basically read through your entire third run and so know what actions you you will take you would have taken if i didn't alter them because yeah yeah because he almost immediately alters them by killing off that major character killing one of his party members basically yeah all right anything else you want to say on it i want to give you final word i know is a fine answer if you don't yeah i i don't really have much else more to say on it like I said, I liked it. I actually do like the art in the webtoons and this one as well. The coloring is nice and it's different from comic coloring. At least uh, most it, comics It's are. more digital. Uh, I mean, yes. I, I've seen coloring like this in comics before, but I get when you say that. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. It looks more like an anime image, like it would be on an anime poster, I guess. Yeah, like it's. I don't want to say screenshots from an anime, but kind of like that. Yeah, because it yeah. doesn't look like that, and that makes it sound like it looks worse than it does, even as someone who didn't really like the art. Because, like I said, I do think the coloring is actually very good. Yeah. All right. That just leaves us with a personality power level. Which we're skipping this week. Okay. I, I was going to do the whole intro and then ask if you wanted to put him on there or not. But he is not a character from a manga. We did that last week. Did we? I didn't know if we came to a conclusion or not. All right. So thank you very much for listening. Next week, we will be breeding Bakuman again, volume 12, something I think I will like. 
Well, considering you've already read it, I would hope so. Yeah, I don't remember what happens in Volume 12. Maybe it's a bad read on its own. I don't know. Seems unlikely. (laughs) (laughs) Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emerit. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt www.lastpodcast.com is our website where you can find previous episodes of this show as well as my other two podcasts It's a Gundam and Last Time on Video Games I'm very proud of Destiny episode 41 which just came out I think it's the best editing work I've ever done and people have given it positive feedback already so if you are at all interested in that maybe check out that episode maybe don't because it's 41 episodes into the second uh, Gundam Seed series Maybe start with another one, but <laughs> I'm pretty proud of that work, and maybe you will find it funny, too. Anything you want to plug this week, Kevin? Not this week. All right. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>